The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's keeping you from being the best you can be? Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to be continuing our conversation about creativity, and I'm pleased to have with us filmmaker, writer, and director, Laura Black. And let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a graduate of the prestigious USC Film School. She has produced, written, and directed a number of short films, including The Rules, named Best in Fest at film festivals around the world, and currently available on major platforms internationally. The Nellie Olison's winner of Audience Award at Outfest, Dance, Dance, Baby, nominated for Best Comedy at several film festivals and distributed worldwide through What Media, and Slight, named Best Short Short at the Action on Film International Film Festival. Laura is also a playwright and director whose work has been produced in Los Angeles, New York, and Florida, and has been delighted to see her plays honored to top 10 lists, as well as many critics' picks throughout the country. In 2011, Laura formed Lulu Picks, a production company dedicated to new works generated from within. The works focus on those Laura has written directly for the screen, but have also produced projects for the stage and the web. Her current feature screenplay that she will also be directing is Lying Games, a thriller in the vein of A Simple Plan Meets Reservoir Dogs. In addition, Laura has developed, written, produced, and directed a new web series entitled Benchmarks, now playing on the World Wide Web, and is just about ready to launch her new web series, Sessions with Agnes and Estelle, this month, May 2015. Welcome, Laura. Thank you, Linda. Great to be here. Well, thank you. I'm glad to have you with us, and um, it's really exciting to be able to, to talk to you about your work and where you are now and where you got started. So can you uh, share with us a little bit, please, about your background and how you got started? Well, my background is not in film per se, because I'm from Michigan originally. And Michigan at the time when I was little wasn't a big hub for production. But I always loved movies. I was always performing when I was little. I started out more like uh, as a performer than I did as a filmmaker. But I always loved the movies, and I'd always go to the movies. And 
even as a teenager, my friends would ask me, so what would you think of such and such? And I'd give them the whole rundown of like, uh, you know, the directing and mm-hmm. the art design and all that kind of stuff. And they would be like, sometimes they'd be like, just tell me if you liked it or not. <laughs> so, so I think I just had it inherent because I certainly didn't have any contacts in the business. I didn't have anybody that could give me a leg up. I wasn't, you know, nepotistic by any means. And it just came naturally to you. I guess it was just maybe my past life. Who knows? You know, maybe I was Cecil B. DeMille or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. But um, anyway, yeah. So then I just, uh, I, I sort of just always continued writing and just doing things on my own. And I actually went to nursing school right out of high school, but I always loved working in some facet of the, of the, of the uh, creative business. So I was always writing or in, in the case back in Michigan, I was doing some acting and I thought, well, you know, I really want to go in the next step. So what do I do? And I was actually quite naive. I thought, well, you know, I had good grades I'll just apply to film school, right? Right. Not knowing that um, it was probably a crapshoot, but I think because I'd been writing for so long, I did get in and um, moved out to California to uh, get a, a degree in film. So that's sort of how um, the transition worked, and I was fortunate enough to be able to work in a variety of different jobs, you know, both in film school and out of film school before branching out on my own. You know, it's so interesting to me because that's quite the leap, you know, from nursing school to film school. And I think, you know, many of us are what you described as being naive when we try something new because um, when you do something like go to nursing school or in my case, go to graduate school or, you know, whatever it is, medical school, law school, there's a prescribed set of steps that you take. And assuming you're talented enough or smart enough or whatever it is to get into the program, then if you do A, B, C, and D, you wind up in a place where, you know, you can probably be successful. Mm-hmm. It's not like that with film school, is it? <laughs> well, you know, I guess you just kind of figure, well, maybe I'm here and there's not that many at the time, particularly when I graduated, there weren't as many. And I thought the name of USC would really open a lot of doors and it did at first, as far as like I got a job right out of film school, mm-hmm. and but unfortunately, um, it kind of pigeonholes you too a little bit unless you have again the step in the other direction or in a in a door that someone can open for you in the stuff that you really want to do. I mean, I worked with some really great people and learned a lot, but I always wanted to make my own product I always wanted to write and direct my own things and I wasn't going to be able to get that opportunity in the jobs that were offered to me that Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. so you know it was it was kind of a a leap again saying well maybe if I just do some stuff on my own and um and kind of kind of remove myself from the the job that I did have which I was working with a, a really very prolific producer so I like I said I learned a lot from him and, um, you know, it was just sort of like trying, trying to make that next, uh, make that next leap. But man, that was the tough one because after everything fell in place after film school, things don't fall into place that easily when you're trying to go out on your own, because there are so many people that are so much either more experienced, more talented, more connected. And there's always going to be somebody that's more something than you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what helped you persevere? Uh, you know, I, <sighs> It's kind of like that old adage, you know, can't think of doing anything else. I can't uh-huh. not do it. 
Uh-huh. I, I read an article recently as I was um, preparing for our show about um, uh, the struggle that female directors have getting their work seen. And one of the, um, one of the directors um, said that she never got discouraged because she thinks art is all bred out of optimism. And you just have to believe in what you're doing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That was um, from Lynn Sachs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this, uh, this article is discussing the, the idea of a new platform, I guess, for, um, for women, uh, independent, experimental, but a lot of, they have four, 48 women on their platform. It's called Fandor's Fix. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe there's, there's more opportunities coming down the pipeline well, you got to kind of buy. I think you do have to keep that optimistic spirit because mm-hmm. it's so easily to get easy to get jaded, not only in just life but in the in this kind of creative business. Because there's so like you know, I'm not the first one, and there's many others and before me and after me that you hear you know so much that it's like you start to doubt yourself. You start to think, why not me? Or then you could get kind of I don't know blue, or you can get kind of like discouraged, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that old adage of the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I think you just got to keep squeaking along. You right, know? right, so right. Some grease gets squirted somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I think sometimes that does carry you forward and opportunities and, and doors can open up. Right, right. You know? Well, I think some people are noticing it too. I mean, it's, you know, just lately um, Meryl Streep is uh, sponsoring or funding a screenwriting contest for women over 40. Oh. And and I don't know if you ever watch Amy Schumer. Um, she's hilarious, but uh, her stuff is so biting and satire, and a lot of it has to do with the a lot of the uh, well false observations or, or assumptions of women's and their uh, capabilities or their you know mm-hmm. their desirabilities and things like that. But she has a really great uh, a great take on things as well. So I think it's kind of it's it's moving slowly. I mean. But it's at least it's moving forward, and that's that's sort of my thing. You just got to keep moving forward, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, speaking of moving forward, um, w- can we talk a little bit about what you're doing now? Oh, of course, of course. Um, I'm just about to launch my new web series called Sessions with Agnes and Estelle, and it stars Beth Robbins and Susan Summer, and uh, it came out of cre- characters that I created for from a play that we had done a couple of years ago. And they're just hilarious. It's about an older lesbian couple and just their takes on things. They're very short, one to two minute long kind of segments. And it's just sort of musings on different themes throughout. So we're getting really excited about that. We're getting ready to launch that um, May 19th. We're going to drop it. So that'll be fun to do. Yep. That's really exciting. And then how do people find out where to watch it? Well, we we have a YouTube channel, YouTube you know Agnes and Estelle we have a Facebook page so if people subscribe to the YouTube channel they'll get notifications and then if they like our Facebook page we'll definitely post updates there and uh, we'll be bombarding all our friends and hopefully they'll be bombarding their friends and you know just trying to get a little bit whatever we can get from people because we think it's very even though it's specific demographic it's also very universal with the themes and what people have to endure and kind of deal with day in and day out. I, I know I watched uh, several of your episodes of Benchmarks. Oh, great. Yeah. And I thought, that I, I was to 
be quite frank about it, I was really amazed at how much you can do in a little short. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really, uh, to me, it was quite extraordinary. I guess, you know, I'd never seen that before. And also, I'm not the best uh, movie person, you know, but <laughs> but I could watch those all day long. And, oh, well, that's and, great. You know, that's, um, I think, a different uh, experience because, at least for me, when you go to the movies, you've got to block out hours of time. You know, right. it's not just let me sit down and, and take a, a little break here and watch a little episode. Um, and so I, you know, when I was looking at them, I thought, gee, this is really kind of cool as a, a new platform, a new way to experience um, creativity in, in a way that that is just fun to watch. And there's a message. And it, I just thought it was really interesting. Oh, yeah. It's also for people with uh, ADHD, I think, too, if you don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's a good way of, like you say, getting something getting something um, across. And you don't have to have a huge time commitment because, let's face it, our time is valuable and it's just sucked in a million directions. So Right, right. And, and so uh, is that um, – that what you intended when you developed the the program? Well, I mean, it's it, you have to look at uh, what's appropriate for whatever uh, media that you're that you're utilizing. And in the web series, you do have to get in and out. Really, it's not about doing. You can people do longer versions and longer forms, which is also very successful. But I find that a lot of people really just want a minute or two to watch something, and then oh, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. So the challenge is to make that work. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I think the whole concept and um, actually we are getting ready to take a short break here and uh, we will be right back with my guest, filmmaker Laura Black. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Did you know there are close to 50 loss events that can produce the wide range of emotions we call grief? Grief is a normal and natural response to loss. We all experience loss in life. Often, when we do, people tell us we have to let it go and move on. But how do you do this, especially when you don't know where to start? Listen to 50 Shades of Grief with host Melody Dawn, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we can get through grief. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. 
Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenise and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We are visiting today with my guest, filmmaker Laura Black. And Laura was just sharing with us um, new things that are in the works for her and uh and I'm particularly interested in your new web series, um, Agnes and Estelle. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that came to be? And it sounds like you're working with what we might call an underserved population. Yes. Well, the 18 to 34 demographic is a great demographic and a very active demographic, but it's also a very saturated demographic when you try to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. And we thought that well, the over 40 community isn't dead, so... <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Some of still, us are still around. <laughs> still kicking. Still, still go kicking. out buy stuff from the store, yeah. you know, still Once go out movies and, you know, still know how to turn on a computer, so... That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but that aside, um, you know, it, it does. it's very relevant for what are certain issues or certain experiences that that maybe some sometimes with aging that you do go through that maybe you don't have uh that um sort of i guess i don't, I don't know how to say issue again but i guess i will when you're in you're in in the younger demographic however it's also something that's a universal theme when it comes to relationships and other just day in and day out things so mm-hmm. When we had done this play a couple of years ago called Drive, and uh, it was something I had written and directed here in L.A., and Agnes and Estelle were characters in that play. And the two actresses that, that are the stars of, of the web series were also in the play, and they didn't know each other before, and but they just had, you know, how you, you just, something you can't buy, that great chemistry, mm-hmm. and w- whether it was antagonistic at times or whatever, you just kind of believed them as a couple, so a couple years, you know, fast forward a couple years, and we're kind of talking, brainstorming, and they're like, what are we going to do with Agnes and Estelle? And I'm like, well, um, I don't know, because we talking, should we do a short film? Should we do a spinoff play? What should we do? And I'm thinking, well, let's do a web series. If you guys are game, it's going to be pretty down and dirty. Let's just get it done. Mm-hmm. And they were more than enthusiastic about it. And each each segment or each um, episode is um, based on a certain theme. So the one to two minutes that it takes to get through this, it is addressed in a comedic fashion, Mm. but also hopefully with some pathos as well. So we deal with things like uh, menopause. We deal with things like drinking, with uh, weddings, with um, uh, body image. So those are just an example of a few of the episodes that that we've addressed. And we're going to be launching it, like I said, on May 19th. So we've shot... Almost all the episodes that we're going to do for season one and we'll be 
premiering at May 19th on our YouTube channel. So it's like Tuesdays at 10, so 10 a.m. Pacific time. It's going to, every Tuesday it will air. And uh, it's going to be on YouTube, and then you can also go through the Facebook to connect to it. So we just think that it, it has, a, I guess, the potential of hopefully bringing people in to see a little bit about themselves that they don't, mm-hmm. they're not able to see other places. Mm -hmm. And even in the gay and lesbian community, there isn't a lot that's addressed with the over 40 crowd too. I mean, everybody that's young and beautiful and hot and sexy, that's all great too. We all love that. But then there's also that, like, again, what you addressed earlier, Linda, the underserved community that maybe it'd be kind of cool to see that, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's our hope. It's something we can all connect to, I think. Right, right. And even though maybe some of the people haven't maybe experience some of these things, a lot of the themes we feel people can relate to or they have someone that they know that has gone through it. So, Right. right. And unfortunately, yeah. it's true that um, a lot of us do have experiences with, you know, alcohol or menopause, all those things you mentioned. We, you know, those are universal themes for most of us. We have it or we know somebody who has it. Right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so we've shot that, and uh, I'm in the process of editing, and most we have some done, and we wanted to be able to premiere it actually right before the holiday of Memorial Mm -hmm. Day, but Mm -hmm. also on, like I said, you don't have to take a bunch of time. It's only two minutes of your time to be able to watch something and get something out of it is our hope. So It's interesting, and also as you were talking about, well, let's just do this and let's get it done. It brings me to the issue of um, of the business side of the creative endeavor, and um, you know that's a whole nother topic in terms of I think um, if you want to be the best that you can be in your creative endeavors, at a certain point you have to deal with the business, especially right. if you like you're independent. So, I mean, it can't be cheap to do any kind of film. Yeah, I mean. That's that's the tricky part. I mean, the fortunate part for me is um, I've developed relationships over the years with a variety of folks, and we help each other out. Mm. And for the most part, if I can, we hire each other as far even okay. if it's um, if it's if it, even if it's a minute sum. And but sometimes people are good enough to just do it for free. Uh huh. And a labor of love, knowing that they're helping out a friend and also that I would do the same for them. Right. So that's sort of what what's, that's been in this particular case. Um, and then I'm fortunate enough because I, I did take classes and I did go to school and learn how to do a bunch of things. So I'm sort of a one-man band in in the shooting and editing of it, but then I have my friends on set that help me with uh, the sort of the logistics of mm-hmm. lighting and things like that. But uh, mm-hmm. that's how we keep it right now. Um very, very affordable. But, you know, in the long run, obviously, I'd like everybody to get paid, including myself, of course, <laughs> be able to be able to, uh, to to be able to promote this in a in certain way to get sponsors, advertisers, things like that, that uh, will be the next step. I know just what you mean on that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. But, you know, I also know, in terms of the the um, business side of it, you must have tremendous expense just with uh, the equipment that you need. I mean, it's it can't be easy to to collect all of the cameras and the microphones and 
Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think it's sort of like when you you have to keep it for for us. We needed to keep it kind of contained. So what I do have equipment wise is more than sufficient for what we need, what our needs mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not going to do like any car explosions or helicopter stops <laughs> right now. I mean, maybe in the future, who knows? Agnes and Estelle, you know, you and never know what they'll be up to. Those two, <laughs> yeah, but so it's it's about keeping it real as far as what are the, what are the realistic you know aspects. So keeping the number of locations down, keeping the number of scenes down. You know, trying to do like I said, not doing 900 takes in order to get what you need. Just mm-hmm. having that, having that, having the preparation. I think for me, it's like having the preparation. You have to prepare ahead of time. The pre production on something, especially when it's this contained, is really really crucial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, and having great people. I mean, the people that come and work their butts off on the set, you know, they're mm-hmm. invaluable. So, yeah, it, it's it's again from from the perspective of someone who really doesn't know very much about the the mechanics and and how films get made. I I can just really only imagine it because it looks big from my side of it. It looks right. big, right. you know. Um, I know, uh, you know, I'm here with uh, uh, a computer and a microphone and a headset, but, you know, on your work, there's cameras and just uh, uh, lots of other people involved in it. It's, uh, it just seems it's quite a vision to hold and then manifest is how it looks to me. Right, right. So, well, it can be. It can be daunting, of, of course, but one of the things that if you – Again, it's about developing the relationships with all your friends that are very talented and intelligent and really creative. You can learn from each other so much, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, helping out on other people's things. I mean, I go on YouTube and on different uh, platforms all the time. How do I do this? Like, how do I achieve mm-hmm. this? And you watch a little informational video or, like I said, stuff that I learned in, in school, but as well as just doing it. I mean, a lot of times you're going to get something, oh, shoot, I wish I would have gotten that shot. I wish I would have gotten that, but maybe time constraints or you just forget. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it can be daunting. It's like, oh, darn, or some, something malfunctions. It's like, oh, no, what am I going to do now? You know, and that, mm-hmm. that could be kind of like, well, you got to kind of punt. You know, what do you got to do? You got to get it done. Right, right. It, it's just, it's fascinating, again, from the outside when you see or when you imagine what all the various steps are from, you know, that first time you had the idea of these two characters. Right. And then now here it is to the completion of the, of the product when, it, right. when you have your launch later this month. So Right. Well, believe me, digital, digital has helped immensely. I mean, you don't have to go and take it to get it processed at the film lab and things mm-hmm. like that. You can see it more immediate and it's much more compact with what you can do using an SD card versus, you know, a film roll, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that definitely has turned it around as far as the availability and the accessibility for for people to be able to, to do their own projects. Right. You know, um, you're, you're bringing up a, a point that we've touched on in several episodes um, of the show, and that is the importance of community as you manifest your dreams or whatever it may be as you be work to be the best you can be and that's really what you're talking about is that you're part of a community you you have your projects but you know you have tremendous support from this community that you've built and developed right right that's crucial i mean you can't you can do it in a vacuum i guess but it's not as much fun nor, right. nor is it going to be 
I don't know, as successful. I, I, I do think you need to reach out to other people and, and also be available to them to be able to help each other out. I mean, that's what it's all about. And, and, and mm-hmm. being able to align yourselves with different you don't have to be involved with just like five people the whole time. There's different mm-hmm. groups that can help you out in different ways, and mm-hmm. and you can bring some, something to them as well. Mm-hmm. But you know that takes you have to be a little bit um, I don't want to say savvy as much as just do your research on certain things because some people un- invariably you you might get sucked into something and all it is is a time suck versus a creative endeavor. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. you can get caught up in that kind of stuff as well. Right, but I think um, that in the community that you mentioned that you have where people help each other and people are supportive and they work on joint projects and trade expertise, I mean, that's what we all want, no matter what our our experience is. You know? Right. And right. like you said, that's what makes it fun. Um, and it should be fun, whatever we do. It should right. be fun. Right. And it I mean, should you're going to have to, you're going to have to compromise some things unless you're, you know, uh, part of the kingdom there, you have like a king or a prince as your mm-hmm. uh, benefactor. But so there's all, obviously some compromises that are made in order to be able to pay the rent or pay your mortgage or, you know, buy food. So as much as we'd all love to just do this creative thing all day long, there's definitely other things that have to occupy your day that take away from maybe the thing that you really want to be doing. So that's right. a change. Right. And, you know, I, I know, like you said, you went to nursing school. And so, um, you know, maybe when we get back from our next break, we can talk more about juggling creative energies and sometimes what you have to do if you are um, needing to put food on the table and pay the mortgage. Right, right. Okay. So we uh, we will be right back. We're going to a short break and we are talking with Laura Black. The Dr. Divas Show is on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time for a compelling discussion about the issues that matter most to women and an inside scoop for the men who love them. Topics include entrepreneurship, relationships, work, and home life. Join Dr. Sony, Dr. Rhonda, and Dr. Pamela every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time for the Dr. Diva Show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your relationships, your career, your peace of mind. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? 
Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here, Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking today with filmmaker Laura Black about her her work and her journey as a filmmaker. And, um, you know, we just touched on, Laura, a little bit about needing to pay the bills, needing to pay the mortgage and, um, and you know, the, the business side of doing what you're doing. So um, do you still work as a nurse? Well, I do. I don't work as a nurse in the hospital or with mm-hmm. uh, patients per se, mm-hmm. but I work in clinical research. Ah. So mm-hmm. I work right now for a device company that does cardiac devices. So I work as a clinical research associate, which is in clinical trials uh-huh. and testing uh, new devices that uh, want to go to market. Ah. So. so you still have uh, a day job, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and that brings its own challenges. Mhm. It does. I think it's sort of the the balance and and we were talking about a little bit earlier in a different way, but for me, like I said, I didn't have like a, a uncle in the furniture business as they say. I didn't have the uh the relatives in the film business that I could rely on to open doors and or or have a sugar daddy or mama to um put me put my put me through my creative process. So I, I did have to work throughout the whole thing, except when I was working in production myself, when I was working full time in that then. But when you go out on your own and you go out to, to produce and develop your own projects or help with other people, um, the money doesn't come in. The money mm-hmm. goes out. You're saying, right. okay, how much did I spend on this this time? How much did I spend on this time? Like you mentioned earlier about either getting the equipment or getting the locations or even just feeding people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that costs some money. Yeah. So absolutely. consequently, where does the money come from before you're able to sell things for, you know, an actual profit? So that's, that, that's been sort of the, um, the dilemma with how much do you work full time? Do you work part time? What do you do in order to be able to pay all these things, the necessities in order to keep your creative visions going? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's, it's been, I've been fortunate enough in a lot of these things I kind of fell in because I started out working in, uh, at bedside nursing and then the intensive care unit. And I just really fell into research. It was one of those things where they were looking for people and I just happened to be there and they were looking for ICU nurses, et cetera, et cetera. You know, fast forward. Now I'm working with this, uh, this device company. So the research community is a very intimate, very, um, very small community as, as much research as goes on globally. Um, the research community, as far as having the experience in it, isn't that huge. Mm. So I think your reputation is very important, and it really is helpful in, or, in order to be able to to keep working with that. Now, am I thinking when I'm at work, am I thinking about my projects all the time? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have the kind of a day job that I can check out necessarily, mm-hmm. but 
something will always come to mind. And as I'm working on some of the other things at my day job, I'll be thinking, oh, if I can do this, or maybe I can, or some idea will come like, oh, I can write that down. So it never really leaves your brain. You're always going. Right. And and because you're, you know, in, you're not in clinical care, you're able to do that. Whereas uh, my, my guess is that if you were in a situation where you're taking care of patients, that wouldn't be possible. You know, you'd go to work, you'd be taking care of people all day, and the day would be gone. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. your brain gets pretty fried, you know, in the kind of stuff that I, I do at the present time. But it, but it is also something where I'm not, like, doing a code blue or something yeah. like it's that. It's not life or death in that moment. Mm-hmm. In that moment, exactly, exactly. You're dealing, you're dealing with very important things for people because we deal a lot with like pacemakers or uh-huh. cardioversion type devices, ablation devices, things like that throughout. But uh, I'm not like inserting it in the person. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's a whole different, yeah, that's a whole, whole different. different thing, right? Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. and I think it takes. Um, such a different level of energy, like the energy you bring to your creative endeavors versus the energy you bring to your work. And um, holding and juggling those two different energies sometimes is a a challenge for people. Right, right. I think, especially if you're working in the corporate environment, you can be very um, gracious and very um, outgoing to a certain extent, but then you also have to realize that you're not in, in that, you're in a different world. Mm-hmm. And there are different uh, sets of rules and regulations that go go around with each world. And it's not necessarily about compromising who you are as a person, but I think in some ways it is it is a challenge to say, oh, wait, I can't really say that. You know, I better, I, I better not do that, even though you kind of want to strangle somebody. It's like, well, maybe I shouldn't go do that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. But but the in some ways, and I don't know if this is an advantage or a disadvantage, but because there's different schools of thought. If I could like be devoting all my time and energy just toward the creative process, how much more successful or how much more product or how much more more whatever would I be versus having to juggle my brain on this side of the process. But in some ways, you get so much from that other process, too, because you are utilizing a different part of your brain mm-hmm. and you're kind of gathering different experiences from that as well. Mm-hmm. So like every writer says, you know, I'm, I'm stealing from everybody around me. So whatever you say is fair game, honey. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, in some ways, maybe I don't know that it's necessarily that much of a burden because I don't have to you know, touch wood, you know, it's a, it's a nice job and nice people that I work with. I don't have to worry if I'm going to be able, well, I'm still working. That is, be, have, be able to pay whatever I need, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't go, go too extravagant. Like we talked earlier about when I do my, my, my ventures, I, I, like I said, I'm not going to hire a helicopter to do something or right, right, right. hundreds of thousands right. of dollars in debt doing something like that. Right. It's kind mm-hmm. of in the process, but. But I, I think certainly it's never easy to work two jobs, period. Oh, God, no, no. You know? Sometimes you get home and you're like, oh, man, I just want to watch TV and put my feet up and just be, you know, un- undo my brain. Mm-hmm. And some days, believe me, I do that. But there's some, but then you have to force yourself to say, okay, I got to devote X amount of time to finishing this or that or, you know, and then there's, a, then there's the, then there's the actual promotion of it. That's a whole nother side of it. Not only the business side of it with funding it, but then the promotion side with how in the world are you going to get eyeballs on this thing when they right. have so many demands on your time and eyeballs everywhere else, you know? Right, right. 
Yeah, it's it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's, to me, <laughs> it sounds like this is this is really a big project, and it's it's so all encompassing that. But I guess um, I'm reminded of uh, uh, what I guess that I interviewed a couple of weeks ago. Reese Thomas was talking about in terms of um, of when you're in your life purpose, you have the energy and you have the enthusiasm and you have the creativity that you need. I like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you were talking about from childhood, you knew this is me. This is me. Mm-hmm. And this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that energy of this is me, then uh, it usually feels you know like you can accomplish just about anything. Well, you got to hope so. I mean, if you ever took the reality of it, I think maybe that would that would change your <laughs> yes, look. It out. might. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I remember when I was in London a few, you know, more than a little bit ago, and I'd be chatting with these gals and. It's a different system there. They have a different take on things. You know, they're much more realists. So we'd be talking, and they'd be brilliant. But this one gal, she was um, working as uh, assistant to whomever, and I was telling her different things that I was doing. She goes, "Oh, you Americans, you're so optimistic. You just <laughs> <laughs> you just think if you want to, you work hard, it'll all come to you." And I'm like, "Yeah, what, yeah what do you we do actually." <laughs> That's true. We, we, yeah. That is exactly what we think, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think um, last week I was visiting with a, a musician, and one of his words of wisdom to to kids coming up was, you know, work hard, mm-hmm. work hard. And and it sounds like really, as much as you love w- what you do, that that's in there too. It's hard work, and you have yeah. to be willing to to put in the work. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think that sometimes when when you have that, in, it's in some ways it's okay to have a little bit of entitlement because if you didn't have an, an entitlement at all, you would think, well, why do anything? Because why would it come back to me? Mm-hmm. But but you're also putting work for the out for the outcome versus some people that just have the entitlement that think that just come to them be, just because they exist. Right. You know, that's a different kind of attitude mm-hmm. to have. Very and, different attitude to have. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, then you get, you can get so much more disappointed and so much more jaded. But on the other hand, well, everybody's here. Everybody is alive. You know, what makes you so special? But you also have to think that I am a little special because I'm doing something. So it is, it's a different, Mm -hmm. interesting balance. But for me, again, it's just having the work ethic and and just really being around great people as well. And um, just kind of, like I said, just kind of plugging along, plugging along. Mm -hmm. Something will break, something will break. You have to have that belief, you know. Mm -hmm. And has that been your experience? As far as... in terms of that something breaks, that you keep plugging along and you plug along. Right. We and have then- successes, you know. Um, maybe it's not what you had envisioned at the time or you make different goals. And I've learned that sometimes you can't really say, well, this is my five-year plan or my 10-year plan because, hey, you're, you know, life has a different has a different uh, story for you sometimes. Right. But, it, but if you keep going, I, I, I don't know, maybe – like I said, I just don't know how I couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that ever comes to me, maybe it'll be, oh, okay, it was just a great journey and that's that. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I'm not there yet. And I hope I don't ever get there because this is really my passion. And I, right. 
I feel like need to, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll get there because, I, <laughs> you know, I can, I can hear the passion and I can feel the energy that you have for that and how powerful it is for you. And, you know, I don't think that changes. I think it can, uh, it can uh, take a different direction. It can uh, be manifest in maybe a different way. But I think that, that true passion, when it's that life purpose quality, Mm-hmm. I don't think that changes. Well, you know, it's interesting when you say how things change. I mean, like even 10 years ago, who would have thought that the web would be such a powerful tool for getting content to people? Exactly. Or it would be like the number one way certain people actually watch their content. Mm-hmm. And people like Amazon or Netflix doing streaming kind of things that are more popular getting awards or getting getting notification or, you know, mm-hmm. they're making, they're taking the risks. So mm-hmm. in some ways the old guard is definitely expanded and, and, and places that want to make a name for themselves are willing to take risks on different types of mm-hmm. types of material. Right. So I, but again, there's also, it's a lot easier for a lot of people to make content too. So you're up against the competition as well. But right. I, I, I truly believe that, that good things do get noticed. I mean, it may take a little bit longer it might not be at the time that you think it is. It might not even be that project. But I think that good good material will always be noticed at some point. Yeah, I think that's that's a, a wonderful uh, place to take a little pause and let that resonate as we go to our next commercial break. We'll be right back with filmmaker Laura Black. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get ready to experience a more fulfilling lifestyle. Tune in to Direct Connect Empowerment with host Fee Mazanke. The show will feature guests who have changed their lives by using the Direct Connect coaching program or have worked with the same concepts that this program offers. By hearing how others have been transformed, you will be inspired to move forward. Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee Mazanke can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy with your financial life, or are you, like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. 
are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking today with filmmaker, director, and playwright Laura Black, and she is sharing the wisdom of her journey with us. And, uh, um, Laura, I was just um, uh, thinking about challenges that, that you faced and maybe what some of the challenges you think that are out that are, that are particular to women working in your industry. Right. Um, I think it's really hard even now to be taken seriously if you're mm-hmm. a female director. Um, a lot of times they're not noticed as being the ones in charge. And there's also always the double-edged sword. Like if you're assertive, then you're a B-I-T-C-H versus right. if you're a man, then you're just, you know, taking charge. So there's that you also have to walk a fine line. And like I think um, they said it best, like with Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, Ginger did mm-hmm. everything Fred did, but in high heels and backwards. Backwards, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know? So, so I mean, that's sort of like you do have to dance in high heels and um, and backwards. It's mm-hmm. it's you have to be, have to, in order to be taken seriously. I've been, as an independent, I haven't had as much of that because a lot of times I'm taking doing the stuff um, for myself and being able to to facilitate it. But if I were, again, even trying to get meetings with people and even trying to, of course, getting financing or, or if your stuff is very female-centric, not all of mine is, but I do always have strong female characters in my in my work. A lot of people say, oh, that, what, what, who's going to want to go see that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know – Women are, I, I think, are a little bit, and they're a little bit more polite too. They're not mm-hmm. as pushy in some ways, or if they are, then they're they're labeled as being pushy instead right. of being, you know, forth forthright or whatever. Mm-hmm. So again, we talked about earlier bringing it back to that forming good communities, and women really don't know how to network as well. I think because they hadn't been trained that well, mm-hmm. or sometimes women aren't as good as um, helping each other because they hadn't been trained how to do that. It was always right. about being polite, not pushing, and not being braggarts and things like that. And not ask for things. And not ask for things, exactly. So having that where women are changing and and, and adapting and learning how to do that in a better way, myself included, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's strength in numbers. And and being able to say, hey, no, I'm not a second-class citizen. Mm-hmm. My, my my voice is important and having advocates, you know, like I, I mentioned Meryl Streep earlier, but having advocates that say, hey, or even when uh, Patricia Arquette gave her Oscar speech, you know, talking about equality and, and pay for, for women, that's mm-hmm. still to this day, it, it's unfathomable. But mm-hmm. it it goes down the line to the filmmakers because, you know, traditionally film has been a, a kind of good old boy business and, you know, the gals were not all the time, but for a great majority of the jobs were kind of looked at as, uh, you know, the, the support jobs, not the ones in charge. Right. So right. I don't know. Overcoming attitudes with that, it's just going to have to be doing it. Girls got to do it for themselves and, and kind of move forward with that because nobody's going to hand it to them. Right. And, that, and that's a big challenge, I think. But it has to be spoken about, acknowledged, and worked with in order to make progress with it, I would imagine. 
Like anything. Yes, yes. Well, like you spoke about that article earlier about how women mm-hmm. feel like are tra- treated, and then this new um, this new platform for them to to join together to promote each other's works and right. uh, being able to do that. And one of the things that shocked me in that article was that there's a quote from the same woman that I had mentioned earlier, Lynn Sachs. Um, she, when she's been teaching 20 years, apparently, and she always asked people to name their favorite director, uh-huh. their favorite film. And she said, and not one of her students has ever named a woman. Not one. That's And, and yeah. that's people in the industry. And mm-hmm. that's kind of mind-boggling, I think. Yeah, so. I think, I, well, again, it just shows you that there just isn't the content out there or the promotion out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not that, I mean, I mean, uh, Catherine Bigelow wanted, won an Oscar for Best Director, the only woman to mm-hmm. ever win in mm-hmm. how many years? 80, mm-hmm. 70, I don't even know how many years the Oscars, well, more than 75 years, and only, I don't know, the third or fifth to be nominated. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? I mean, it's not like, again, okay, maybe the, the percentage is not, but why is the percentage so much lower? Why is there such a, a disconnect with, with l- allowing females to, to direct certain things? Um, I don't know. You know? Yeah. How about Sofia Coppola? Yeah, well. Did she win something? She won for screenplay for screenplay. a lot of translation. Okay. Yeah, but she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But talking about the only female director in history to win, mm-hmm. so it's it's fascinating, you know. So, you know, we're almost out of time today. But Laura, I want to make sure I I take a moment really to to thank you for participating with us today and sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, and your experience with us on the show. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, Linda. And uh, I mean, I guess if I would just leave with one one thought, it's just like you got to keep going. Got to keep but, going. You know, yeah. got to keep going. But um, again, it, it's it's if you're passionate, you know, it's gonna keep it's gonna keep you going. Yeah. And can you quickly tell people how they can find you if they want to uh, reach you? Oh, if they want to reach me, um, uh-huh. they can always go to my Facebook page, um, Laura Black. Uh, they can follow me on Twitter. At LuluPix, L-U-L-U-P-I-X, is my Twitter handle. So that's also a good way of getting in touch with me. Okay. And um, I also have a YouTube channel for both Agnes and Estelle and my main channel, LuluPix. So they can always find me that way and um, send me a message on there and uh, we uh, we can connect. Great. Thank you so much. And Thank you, Linda. You're welcome. And next week, I hope you will join me as we take a very different approach on Be the Best You Can Be. As you all know, I usually take an inside out approach to personal development. But next week, we're going to be discussing an outside in approach with my guest, plastic surgeon, Dr. Steve Vu. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 